0: Welcome into another edition of the Giggum 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Carter Carles. Thanks for everyone for being here for another edition of the Gigam 24-7 Sports Podcast. Here to preview A&M and Mississippi State on Saturday evening, a night game at Kyle Field, which, uh, you know, there's been quite a bit of excitement about this week, talking to some recruits. They've talked about being able to get back for a night game at Kyle Field, um, and they are certainly going to have a strong visitor list there. You can check that out over at gigem Twenty Four Seven. But we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about this game because it's a big one for both sides. Carter, uh, first thing that kind of jumps out to me about this game is the question marks at the quarterback position. I think that's that's the natural place to start on both sides. Obviously, Max Johnson. Uh, there's been questions this week, and Jimbo has answered it, but answered it I think in a very crafty way to not really give away. Uh, what the plan is at quarterback but Jalen Henderson certainly a guy that A&M fans might want to familiarize them, themselves with where do you kind of see just starting there with this this this, uh, this A&M quarterback situation
1: yeah unpredictable is right uh, listen to the Jimbo all week you just at this point you, you can't really trust it uh, I'm not trying to be mean but there have been many times where he's said oh someone's available or oh someone's hurt and then the opposite kind of happens so what he says we can't really uh we have to kind of take it with a, a grain of salt but what I kind of expect is barring a surprise in pregame warmups, I think Jalen Anderson will be the quarterback who plays in this game now there's always a chance with Max Johnson that how tough the kid is You know, he's got a rib injury that he's played through. We've seen it before. Maybe he takes a shot during pregame and feels good. It's just one of those days where he wakes up and feels better than the other days. Maybe he plays. But right now, I think more likely than not, it's going to be Jalen Henderson, who has very limited experience in college. He's played five games uh, at Fresno State. He was in a five-man quarterback competition in the spring there before transferring to A&M. Uh, in in sort of that May uh, portal period. So, uh, yeah, a lot of uncertainty there, though, just having not seen him play much. Uh, and then on the other side with Mississippi State, it could be three different guys at quarterback for him. Uh, Will Rogers, obviously, uh, coming back uh, from an injury, s- still not back yet. I think he's missed every game since the Western Michigan game uh, when he hurt, uh, I think it was his left shoulder. Um, and then you have Mike Wright, who, you know, the Vanderbilt transfer hasn't been very good. Uh, scored three points against Kentucky, scored 13 points versus Auburn, and scored seven points against Arkansas. Pretty, pretty dang bad uh, for an offense. And uh, those aren't great, great, great teams either. So um, they threw in the true freshman, Chris Parson, um, in the, late in the game against Kentucky. He'd show some flashes enough to where you know their head coach Zach Arnett's thinking, okay, well, maybe we play that guy. So it could be three different guys that you're preparing for. If you're the Aggies. So yeah, a lot of uncertainty with this game for sure.
0: Makes it challenging, and, and this is something Jimbo Fisher talked about quite a bit this week. It makes it a bit challenging to prepare if you're if you're Texas AM. And you know, you're preparing for. I've had a chance to watch Chris Parson a lot in Uh, in the high school seven-on-seven format because, you know, Texas high school football fans will probably remember that he started at Duncanville and uh, played at Duncanville before bouncing around to some, to some different schools before ending up at Mississippi state was committed at one time to Florida state too. And so a guy that really athletic, really mobile, um, sometimes can struggle with like decision-making and putting the ball up for for grabs, but a guy that I think can challenge you with his legs. And so that um that's a that's a dynamic AM has to prepare for. And a little different than you get with Will Rogers and maybe even Mike Wright a little bit is you know, you you're just not you're not sure what to prepare for. And and so Jimbo Fisher talked about that really being a challenge in terms of how do you invest your time, what do you actually study? And from an AM standpoint, getting, you know, it's it's it, they've got the same sort of, you know, ad, advantage a little bit on, on Jalen Henderson and Max Johnson are, are two different quarterbacks. Obviously. I think production would probably drop off. It's safe to say between, between Max Johnson. He, just cause he has more experience playing in the sec and and Jalen Henderson obviously is a guy that does, hasn't played a lot. Uh, but you had a chance to talk to his, to, to some people around him and, and get, and get familiar with him. What, what is what? What should A and M fans expect if Jalen Henderson's out there? What what are they kind of getting in Jalen Henderson?
1: Yeah, it's it's easy to forget uh, a lot of a lot of A&M fans just don't really know a lot about this kid. So I wanted to yeah. kind of look into his background and and hey, who is this kid? And it, it's easy to forget, but uh, he was recruited by the coaching staff that is now at Washington. Uh, Caleb DeBoer and all those guys there that was who recruited him so they certainly saw something in him and then it's not like he'd fall in Washington because they already had Michael Penix but uh, then he gets a new coaching staff on board pretty much immediately when he gets at Fresno State and you know what happens with new coaching staffs if you're not their guy or if you don't fit their scheme you may not play and I think he was holding out hope and and trying to get some time and It just never quite uh, worked out for him. You know, he's also a kid who was growing up in high school during the whole COVID thing. So it's been hard for him Mm -hmm. to kind of get those reps, those game reps that you need for your development. And that's been kind of the the sticking point with him is, hey, he's shown the talent. He certainly did enough to impress these coaches that are doing great things now at Washington. He just hasn't had the game reps to really – develop as a quarterback and you know I remember watching him in preseason and he's way bigger than you'd think he's 220 I mean he yeah. he looks like a, a linebacker a little bit like he's about, I think 6'2 6'3 but he's 220 really built looks m- much bigger than the other quarterbacks at AM. I know Max Johnson was he like 215
0: he's 215 he, yeah
1: he's pretty big too but but this guy's just a lot more stocky I guess and uh but besides that he can still run around um but I think mechanically and just seeing the defense and and all those sort of things he's got to kind of develop his game uh but anyway I I think with him you're throwing him into a situation where I mean it's not like Mississippi State's a world beater but are you going to have Evan Stewart are you going to have Le'Veon Moss your offensive line hasn't played very well. So you put them in a situation where it's not going to be super easy to succeed. And so for a can they tweak their offense around them? Can they make it a different offense that we've seen under Max Johnson? Can, can they get the ball out of his hands quick? Can they get it to, you know, Anaya Smith and, and the, the, the key playmakers in this offense? Or is it going to be kind of what we've seen with Max Johnson, where you're holding on the ball too long, and you're getting hit left and right, and you know you're kind of putting your quarterback at risk from a health perspective. That's where I'm wondering what we'll see in this game because uh, if you were me, you you got to tweak your offense around this kid. You have got to make mm-hmm. it as easy as possible for him, and if it's same old, same old, I don't I don't see he has a low percentage chance to succeed if if you're not tweaking around him
0: no doubt and and for those obviously jimbo fisher kind of talked about it next if max johnson's not able to play jalen henderson then you got marcel reed as well who's a true freshman so that's what the quarterback depth chart kind of looks like from an a&m standpoint and uh be sure to stay tuned to gig 24 7 for updates on max johnson as as game time approaches and and what things look like during warm-ups when we start to get a bit bigger picture we're going to talk because this, this this is a chance for AM to kind of get over a bit of a bugaboo uh the mississippi state the mississippi schools um have been a challenge to say the least for texas AM. so we're going to touch on that after the break and look ahead to the overall significance of this game for the aggies for the bulldogs and look ahead to a a challenging stretch beginning for basketball as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and not as uh, simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New CBS Monday. NCIS. Here's what we can see. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. All the tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Violent Island, they got here. Lock paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching this, I've been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii. Monday, starting at 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming
0: on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back into the Gig'Em 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Carter Carls. Carter, um, Mississippi, That these schools have been a, a bit of a challenge for Texas A&M. Obviously, a and coming off a loss to Ole Miss last weekend, uh, 38-35. Played well in stretches, but as Jimbo Fisher said all week, and, and as we've talked about on these podcasts, not good enough to get over the hump and um uh, dropped games to both schools last the past two years six I believe it's six straight losses overall to um uh, the Mississippi schools uh from a Mississippi State standpoint they need to win two of their last three to get into a bowl uh, their next two weeks are probably their best shot at being able to do that am and then an FCS opponent and then from an a and then before closing out the season against Ole Miss am it's Mississippi State, Abilene Christian, and LSU to close out the year. AM needs one more win to become full eligible, but I think they're looking to, you know, try to string together a couple wins and head into Baton Rouge with a little bit of momentum. From from your standpoint, obviously different coaching staff this this uh this year following the passing of 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 Mike Leach and gonna look different from from that standpoint, but you know, from what you've kind of been able to see and, and gather what what is caught A and M in these games that they have been able to get by the Mississippi schools.
1: And well it's it's been different teams, different seasons. I mean last season it was not being able to defend the run at all. Uh Quinshawn Judkins just kind of ran rampant on them this season it was uh the secondary that really uh messed yeah. up. Um part of it's the defense, part of it's the the road streak, I mean, uh, it all started November 2021 at Ole Miss, Mm -hmm. 2019 loss for the Aggies. That's where a lot of, you could argue, Jimbo Fisher, just his time here, that's where it started to go downhill. That was sort of a a turning point, because up to that point, you had the 2020 season, you, you had beaten Bama in 2021, and that's where it kind of started the the nine game losing streak on the road and the six game losing streak against uh the mississippi schools were you gonna say something
0: i was gonna say if you remember that old miss loss on the road had come off the top 15 win where a&m beat auburn i think it was 20 to yeah. 3 at home and i think yeah. at that point i think seven and two right they would have they, that got them to seven and two and then you know the lost Ole Miss. Just to your point, I, that that's to bring people back up to speed on 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 what you're kind of mentioning. That was yeah. kind of that that Ole Miss loss that coming off the the Auburn twenty to three win, where they were top fifteen in the polls and and kind of went yeah. from there.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, you think about the Mississippi schools. I think that's the most frustrating, even under Kevin Sumlin, for Aggie fans because. You lose, you lose to LSU, you lose to Alabama, like, okay, they're reeling in top five classes. They're always really good. Great teams, great talents, some pretty good coaches. Uh, but <laughs> Mississippi, it's like, come on, man. These guys have, like, the 25th mm-hmm. most talented roster in the country. How are you losing to these game schools every year? Like, that is awful. When you have yeah. this talent differential, you should not be losing these schools to begin with. And to lose to them six times in a row is a joke. I mean, you go down the list and there are so many like bad trends, bad streaks under Jimbo, the nine game losing streak, not beating a ranked team on the road since 2016, the Mississippi schools. It's just another one of them to put on the list. And you know, fortunately, I think for A&M, it's gonna end this season. I, I think Mississippi State is a total mess. They haven't figured it out against Lane Kiffin. They're uh, 0-3 now against him. Mississippi State has been a real thorn in their side, though. Five of the last seven they've lost to them. So yeah. they have not figured it out against Mississippi State under this current regime. Uh, but I think they will. I think they've got enough to, to get this win. And, you know, you win this game. You win against Abel Christian. You're 7-4. You're <coughs> and four. You go into LSU, maybe you're like, man, if we could beat them, you get to eight and four in the bowl game. But you got to beat Mississippi State first. And I think A&M fans, they want to see that dominant, dominant win. You you saw it in some of the games earlier this season, but not really lately. The South Carolina game was kind of ugly. And I I just think when you're playing an inferior opponent that, that may not have its quarterback, doesn't have a very good coach. I mean, the guy's probably going to get fired after this season. Was put in a terrible situation, but this is a team you got to beat by like 30 points. I know the spread's like 17 and a 16 half. And a
0: half six, 17 and a half, yeah.
1: This thing sucks. Like Auburn beat them by 14, Kentucky beat them by 21. Like they're losing to bad teams by multiple scores, especially without their Will Rogers. You got to beat this team by a lot. Even if Jalen Henderson's your quarterback, you should be winning this by a few touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I'm predicting a low-scoring snooze fest. Uh, I have I think I had 16-9 to 9 as my final prediction. A&M has yeah. too much talent to lose this game. It's just even a Max Johnson, a healthy Max Johnson, had trouble with the, this offense, still had trouble with a healthy Max Johnson. So what would they look like with a banged up Max Johnson or a, a guy who was a quarterback at Fresno State and couldn't win the starting job, I mean, I I think Henderson's got some tools and, and could develop, but you're you're throwing him in a tough situation here, especially if Evan Stewart doesn't play. So I think for AM, you want to see him dominate, but this might just be a kind of survive and get out of it game. Then you can beat Abilene Christian and maybe you can hope that Max Johnson comes back against LSU and and. and you can have some momentum going in that game. But right now I think it's a, a matter of kind of surviving this one.
0: Yeah. I think it's on, you know, if you, if the defense can make a couple plays to try to, you know, create some short fields, maybe get a special teams play in there. I think that's, what's got to happen to get it done. And then if you look at this running game, got going a little bit in the second half against Ole Miss, you know, the offensive line created some holes. And I think that was a really good sign. That was, that was really positive. I think you need more of that as well um, to really get this done, but big night overall, just to close things out, you're going to have a lot of your top targets back in town. Gabriel Relaford is going to be in town um, as AM tries to hold off USC LSU. Um, don't know if, and and right now it doesn't sound like Draylon Miller or Terry Bussey is going to be there, but You still want to, you know, I'm sure they're still going to be watching, and you want to be able to put that good performance on the field if you can. Dalen Evans, a lot of your commits are going to be back in town, so um, you know, big night from that standpoint as well. To just put a good performance on the field and and go from there. Before we close it out, got to touch on on SMU on Texas A&M as well. Um, Playing Ohio State tonight, then got a trip to SMU Um, or Roberts. After that, and then it's the ESPN events invitational. Tough, tough November. Buzz Williams has, has talked about that quite a bit. That from a travel perspective, with the trips to Ohio State and SMU. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think we're going to kind of learn about this Aggies team over the next week or so?
1: And I'm so excited to to watch these games. Yeah, we're yeah. going to learn a lot about this Aggie team, and it's a real treat. I mean, it's almost like you've been when you compare it to the last few years. It's like you're being gifted two seasons because AM yeah. before January, <laughs> they really didn't like have a <laughs> schedule. So it's yeah. it's gonna be fun to see all these games. They hadn't won a uh, quadrant one game in non-conference play under Buzz Williams. You'd like to think Ohio State will be quad one, but mm-hmm. they didn't make the tournament last season. So we'll see just how good they are. Um we'll see how good they are this year, but you're going to have some opportunities. You got Virginia on the road. You do have the ESPN Events Invitational, where you got Penn State. Florida Atlantic would would potentially be your opponent in the next round. Memphis is coming to town. Oral Roberts is a team that you know has gone far in the tournament. So, man, it, it, Houston, <laughs> how did I forget Houston? Houston, but yep. There, there are just so many fun games uh, for this team. I think they are built for it. Uh, not a lot to take from the season opener, but you you were encouraged by what you saw from the transfers and Eli Lawrence and Jace Carter, very encouraged by what Hayden Effner showed. Uh, Still not great that they don't have Julius Marble, but I'm telling you guys right now, Solomon Washington, I'm saying remember the name. You guys already know his name, but remember me saying this. He is going to take a major step up this season and in the years to come, I think he's going to be a star for the Aggies. Maybe not this year, but I I think he is building toward it. I think he's on a – I don't want to say the same ascension, but the similar ascension as Wade Taylor was uh, where, you know, didn't show a lot early on, made a lot of mistakes, had had some no, 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 yes to him. I think Solomon Washington is starting to grow into that player who – is shedding the bad habits and, you know, becoming that all around uh, great player that you want gives them energy off the bench. Uh, anyway, going to learn a lot more about this team though. Um, I also should mention, I, I got a story on Ethan Fisher. Uh, yeah. Jill, your son uh, got to talk to him about his verbal commitment to Sanford and, and how everything's going with his Fanconi anemia. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation. He, he was Really great, really open with me, and I really appreciate. It. I think we're gonna meet up before the game tomorrow and just kind of catch up. So, um, been been great to get to know him uh, this week, and uh, encourage you guys to to watch or to not watch it, read it,
0: read it. They definitely encourage reading it, a big time. Congratulations to him. I don't think there's there's a soul listening to this, watching this, reading the story that isn't happy for for him and 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 his story and what he's overcome to get to this point um just an awesome story so big time congratulations to him and on your solomon washington note uh buzz williams certainly agrees he talked about that this week that he kind of sees the same sort of growth and 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 ceiling for solomon washington Um, uh, you know said he's not quite the scorer that wade taylor is different players obviously but um he thinks that same sort of stealing ceiling is ahead as well. So. Um, gonna go ahead and and close this out and and wrap this up. But big thank you to everybody for for tuning in and watching this. As a reminder, if you have not, uh, please hit that subscribe button, hit that like and share button. Um, it helps us out a lot and um, in, in, in helping to promote this show. And and we thank you guys for listening. And um, if you did, if if you're subscribed on the Apple, iTunes and and Spotify, you'll get a notification every time a new podcast drops. So. Uh, definitely be sure to do that as well, and we will be back next week to look ahead to Abilene Christian and also back on the Mississippi State game. Uh, but be sure to stay locked in to Gig 'em Twenty Four Seven and have a great weekend, everybody! And we will see you guys.